0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. This is podcast number 97, and we are getting really, really close to summertime. So, Um, I will not be making it to podcast number 100 in this season three of a slob comes clean the podcast. Uh, but I will be making it hopefully to 98. I think, um, I'm planning on doing one more next week we'll see what happens. Um, But in case you are new to this, or in case you just haven't ever listened to all of them, you can always go to aslobchemsclean.com slash podcasts with an S. And that has links to each of my podcasts. You can listen to them there uh, by clicking on the little arrow and listening to it right there online. Or you can go to iTunes and just search Clean and find them there. Okay, so I'm talking today about working through overwhelm and working through clutter because they're kind of the same thing, right? Clutter equals overwhelm. Anyway, um, the reason that I'm doing this is I have just kind of found myself using these same like steps to break through feeling overwhelmed. Um, and I've written multiple different posts on it lately where I'll have some project that I'm showing and I'll say, well, this is how I worked through it. I went through this step, this step, this step. And so I thought, you know what, as we go into summer and as you may be thinking you're going to declutter your home, which I know is my plan for the summer to work really hard on it. Uh, then this will be a podcast that maybe you can listen to. And it, as you tackle a certain overwhelming pile or corner or room or whatever full of clutter. So, a little bit of understanding, I guess, here. Um, I'm going to talk about my book for a little bit, which comes out November 8th, which is actually available for pre order in different places. And I'll be posting links to those um, soon on the blog before I leave for the summer, but it was just right at a year ago this time that I had gone to have lunch with the publisher that, um, either Thomas Nelson, it's the W group anyway. So, um, they are, uh, we were having these conversations about the blog and I had written my book proposal and I just have to say, I have heard a lot of authors, and maybe I don't know specifically, but I know I've heard people say that one frustration for an author can be that the book isn't what they had envisioned. And I just have to say, at this point in the process, where I'm pretty sure we've solidified the book as it is going to be, I am so incredibly thankful for a publisher that has basically just let me write the book I wanted to write. Basically, all they've done is just make it better. They have people there who say, hey, did you know that this maybe doesn't make sense? (laughs) Which, I mean, is hard to imagine, right? But anyway, so I'm very, very thankful for that. But as we were having these conversations about the book, one of the things that made me just go, oh my goodness, this is the publisher I want to go with, is she said, I envision this being a manual of all of your strategies, like your principles that you have developed through this deslopification process. And I just went, yes, yes, that's exactly it. So that's what this book is. It's called How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind. But as we talked about it, her one concern was, and this was a concern, you know, as we're going through these negotiation processes, the one concern was, so you've been writing a blog for seven years, or at the time it was six you've been writing a blog this whole time about all of this. What is going to be different about the book? Well, here's how I explain it. And I think if you've read my ebooks, Drawing in Clutter, 28 Days, those type things, you know what I'm talking about here. Basically, the blog is me figuring this stuff out, putting it into practice in my own home figuring it out as I'm putting it into practice, which is kind of one of my big things of go ahead and do it. And then you'll start figuring it out. But basically it's the ins and outs, the aha moments that I have, the me working on my own real clutter in my own real house. And as I'm doing that, figuring out what works and what doesn't work. So it's, I call it my slob lab. Okay. Well, the book is me laying out those principles in an order that explains to people, this is what you need to do to get started today. This is, this is how to do it. This is why it works and how it works and all that kind of stuff. So basically that's what makes the blog different than the book. So for example, this concept that I'm talking about today, working through the feeling of overwhelm when dealing with a pile of clutter. What I do on the blog is work through my own pile of clutter, and by doing that again and again and again, and taking pictures again and again and again, and writing about it again and again and again, I have put into words, you know, how it is that I'm able to work through it much more quickly now than I ever was before. Um, so this is your practical guide to tackling an overwhelming space. Um, the example that I just wrote about today, which will be coming out in the next two and a half weeks, I think I have two and a half weeks of blog posts ready. To that, will be going out before official summer break starts for me from the block. But in that, I'm talking about when I got my new washer and dryer, I was in a hurry because I had gotten in from out of town the night before, and then they were coming like at 11 o'clock the next morning. And you know, I am not one of those people who just says, Oh, okay, great, I'm getting a new washer and dryer, come on in, guys. Yeah, uh, I'm the person who goes, oh my goodness, I have to clean out my laundry room and I have to make sure my living room is, you know, they're not going to trip over anything as they take it through there. Anyway, so I had frantically rushed through, made things happen, gotten it all, you know, under control. I'd even walked, stood at the front door and walked to the laundry room so that I felt like I had this total full grasp of everything they were going to see, everywhere they were going to need to go. And then they get here and they say, oh, what did you want us to do with your old washer and dryer? And I was like, Oh yeah, that. Yeah. I need you to put them in the garage. Cause I gave my washing machine to my um, niece and her husband and they're having their second baby. Yay. Anyway, but so I needed them to go put it out in the garage. And I was like, Oh great. Well, the garage isn't that bad because I mean, come on, it's a garage, right? <laughs> Even normal people are allowed to have a messy garage. And so I was not that stressed about it. But then when they went there, they said, Oh, well, we're going to need to move this couch, the couch that is between the door from the living room into the game room, and then the game room into the garage. So they needed me to move that couch. Um, Y'all, if you read a post not too long ago, where I was specifically talking about working through the feeling of being overwhelmed, when I um, moved my couch in my living room, so that I could demonstrate Swiffer underneath it. Uh, this was another time where I needed to move a different couch in a different room. And um, which I believe me, I feel very blessed to have two rooms with couches in them, because I love that anyway. But I moved the couch and I knew I knew it was going to be a total disaster under there. And it was well, this time, I wasn't just Oh, I need to write a post. And so I can take my time, whatever it was. I need to get this cleaned up as fast as I can before those guys get that other washing machine and dryer unhooked and are ready to come in here and come through this room. So, I mean, it was like super duper fast. So, I had to work through that feeling of seeing a huge mess because a huge mess has who knows what in it. I mean, there's probably good stuff. There's probably bad stuff. There's definitely trash. There's stuff. I do need stuff. I don't need stuff. I won't even remember that I had stuff. I'll be thrilled to have found again because I thought I'd been lost forever, whatever there. That's what clutter is. It's just this pile of who knows what. And I had to work through it. So I just said, okay, I'm going to work through my steps and of course I grabbed my camera, which I already had out because I talked about the washer and dryer on the blog. So I did have my camera out. It's not like I had to go digging for it. I knew where it was. So anyway, I was going through this pile of clutter and these are the steps that I go through. Number one, you feel that feeling of overwhelm. Oh my goodness. I can't do this. I just want to not do it. Sometimes you don't have a choice. Like in this situation, I did not have a choice. Number one, my I have a whole podcast on do the easy stuff first. If you don't know where to start cleaning up, do the easy stuff first. That means if there is look for things that have a definite home somewhere else that don't require me to hem and haw and think about and figure out, but just things that I look at and go, well, yeah, of course, that goes such and such place. And then take it there right now. Do the easy stuff first. Things that don't stress me out. Well, I've broken it down even farther to say the easiest of the easy stuff, always, every single time is trash. Trash is easy. And pretty much every cluttered space that I have ever dealt with in my entire life has trash in it because that's just how it goes around here. Anyway, um, once I get rid of the trash, then the space is less overwhelming and getting rid of trash is not that hard. If I can just kind of make that shift in my brain to say, I'm not going to worry about the overall mess. I'm just going to grab this trash bag or Walmart sack or paper bag or old gift bag that's too rumpled for me to give it away, you know, to re use it for somebody else. Whatever I have that can be a trash bag, I'm just going to grab that and I am just going to look for trash. When I run across something that makes me go, uh, I'm not going to worry about that right now. All I'm doing is just getting the trash out of this space and putting in the trash bag. If you want a perfect kind of trash bag, I recommend a black trash bag or anything opaque. I have some silver ones now somehow. Anyway, opaque trash bags, because that means if Nobody can see it through it. I'm sorry. That means that no one can see through it. And if no one can see through it, then little people who live in your home are not going to see what you put in it and say, "Oh, I've got to keep that because that's my very favorite thing in the whole wide world." So, just picking out the trash. When I do that, if I will put all that trash in the trash bag, I've just focused on those little things and getting them removed, stick them in the trash bag. I don't have to go anywhere at that point. I look back at the space and it's less visually overwhelming. I look at that space and I think, okay, it's not, it's not as bad as it was before. I've made progress. Progress breeds progress. Progress inspires me to keep going. And that's how to make progress first, quickly, easily, without being overwhelmed, just focus on getting the trash out of there. Step two is the other kind of easy stuff. Okay. This goes along with decluttering question. Number one, Decluttering question number one is, if I was looking for this item, where would I look for it first? Sometimes I need to ask myself that question. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, I ask myself that question. Sometimes I just look at it because I've asked myself that question so many times in so many different decluttering projects that I can just look at something and say, okay, this is easy. I just need to take it where it goes. So let's say that there are 10 or 50 or bajillions of those um, ponytail holders, which somehow are like the thing that ends up in huge numbers under couches. But anyway, those things, I can gather those up. If I find one of those, I know those go in my daughter's bedroom. I know that. That's easy. There's no decision for me to make. I don't look at this and go, wow, where should I... Put this, okay? Now, if you know that it's something you need, you think I don't know where to put it. Remember that question, that decluttering question. Number one is: if I was looking for this item, where would I look for it first? Not where should I. There's no decision to make. It's purely the instinct. If I needed this, where would I go first? Not going through the list of all the different places I would look, but just answering: where would I go first if I was looking for this? I would look first in my daughter's. Dresser drawer, and so that's where I'm going to take it right now. But as I do that, I look around the overall mess because I've got a ponytail holder, and I say, Okay, well, I'm heading there. What else in this pile needs to go to that same exact place? And usually, you know, if there's one ponytail holder, there are 70, so I can grab all of those, and maybe there's a doll or a toy or something of hers under there as well, which usually there is. And I can go ahead and take all those in one trip, but I'm not setting them aside to wait for later. I'm just holding them in my hand and adding more things into my hands. Remember, I never have keep piles. I never do keep boxes because those are just procrastination boxes and procrastination piles for me. And that's how I keep from decluttering. That's how I keep from making a bigger mess while I declutter it's making sure that I don't have any keep piles so that if I get distracted, I've made progress. I don't have anything to come back to that has to be done. I've just flat out made progress. So I keep the one that I found in my hand. I look around for anything else that might be going to that same spot, that that's its natural home. That's the first place I would look for it. And I take it there. As I do that, every single time I come back to this pile of clutter, it is getting less overwhelming every single time because It's smaller. And the fewer items that are in this pile, the more I see them as individual items that make me go, oh yeah, I know what all those things are. Okay. Instead of just this big mass of, I don't even know what's in there, you know, that it was before. Step three is put things in a donate box. I know you may want to sell things. Maybe you have a garage sale box. That's fine. Maybe you want to sell things on Facebook. I have a, or Craigslist or eBay or whatever. I have podcasts about those things as well. But for me personally, I have gotten to where most of the time I'm just going trash, put things where they go, where I'd look for them first, or a donate box. And I just go ahead and get rid of it because that just makes it so much easier and so much faster for me to get this stuff out of my house. That is where you know, to, to decide, am I ready to actually get rid of this? That's where decluttering question number two comes in. Decluttering question number two is, if I was looking for this item, would it ever occur to me that I already had one? Some things are an obvious donate. You go, we don't need that. But some things you do look at and you think, well, that's actually pretty useful. Huh? You know, yes, I remember when I got that. (laughs) That's right. But if I don't have an answer to where would I look for this first, it's probably because I wouldn't go looking for it. Probably I wouldn't go looking for it because I didn't even know I had it. Decluttering is like Christmas. It produces all these kinds of surprises and things you go, oh, I forgot I had that. But if I truly did not know I had it, I wouldn't have gone looking for it. I would have gone out, bought another one, and then I would have brought that home And had double the stuff in my house, even though I wouldn't have been aware that I had double the stuff in my house, I would have been aware that I had way too much stuff in my house. So that is how I make sure I answer that question. Would it ever occur to me that I already had one? And that is when I say I can put this in the donate box. Okay. Because I didn't have a place to put it. You know, that whole place for everything thing that normal people say all the time, and it's super obnoxious a place for everything and everything in its place. I mean, I get it, but it's seriously obnoxious. Anyway, for people like me, but that's that's kind of how I work through this and eventually hope to truly have everything have a place for everything in my home. But it's saying, where would I look for this first if there isn't an answer for that? This doesn't need to be in my house. Got that? And then I clean that's what I did. When I moved that couch, I got all that stuff out of there. It honestly only took me about three minutes. And then I was ready to clean that space. It was super easy. The other thing too, that happens to me is I go through it. Okay. We talk a lot about wanting to do things right the first time, because I think of myself as super duper efficient and don't want to redo something that can be paralyzing in and of itself. So even this whole going through and looking for trash. Here's what I found happening over and over and over again, that kind of lets me chill out about doing that first step perfectly. Even I will remove the obvious trash. And then I will go through looking for things that go other places. Usually as I do that, as I find those easy things that have a home somewhere else, I see things that didn't look like trash to me at first, but then I go, Oh my word, this is trash. For example. Happy meal toys, or not that we really ever go get happy meals, but you know what I mean, little toys like that, that just end up in your house, that kind of stuff. Maybe we would go look for it in my daughter's room in her Barbie stuff or whatever. But realistically, it's trash. We don't need this. And I'll kind of redefine that or my donate box is sitting right there. So I might throw it in the donate box. As I go through and I've gone through everything that had a home, and I'm looking at donations, then I start to identify things like, okay, these are donations. Oh, wow, this has a hole in it. I'm not going to donate that. I'm just going to trash it. Okay, so that anything you do to remove the clutter to make that one pile that you're tackling right now smaller is going to make your life better. And it's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you feel like you can keep on going. Okay. Okay. I had something else I was going to talk about. Oh, I know what it was. So that is going to be it for this podcast. Uh, make sure you go to com slash podcasts with an S to look for the show notes for this one. I think I said it was 97, right? Anyway, as you, yes, it is. Cause I was thinking that was the year I moved to Thailand. So, which I don't live there anymore, just in case you didn't know that if this is your first one. Anyway, that is what, um, that's where you can go to get the show notes for this podcast, to find the other podcast. If you are listening through iTunes, I highly recommend that you subscribe so that you automatically get a little notification. Like it pops up the little red number. And for me, it automatically downloads. If I'm subscribed to a podcast, it automatically downloads the new ones. So that means that when You know, if I do another one next week, which I'm hoping to, but is not guaranteed, then it's going to automatically come up. Or when I get started again at the end of August, it's going to automatically come up. Okay. So that is uh, how I recommend that you make sure you stay up with that. The other thing I recommend is that you subscribe to my newsletter. I am taking the summer off from blogging. If you haven't ever heard me say that before, it's because I do not have the brain power to relax with my family and keep up with this blogging thing. I try to keep it very much within school hours right now. You know, it's my full-time job and I do it all within the time that my family is at school, but when they're home, I want my focus to be on them. So I just take it off because it, it just helps. It helps my whole family's sanity kind of have that break, but I will be sending out newsletters. I will send those out. Okay. I'm planning on sending them out at least once a week over the summer. Some of them I will be telling you just kind of the overall what I'm working on because I have big decluttering plans this summer, which will probably turn into posts in the fall, but I will be kind of keeping you up with what I'm doing on that. Anything that new that's going on and also linking to some of these posts that maybe you haven't ever read or you haven't really... Um, you know, read in a while and you need to go back and remind yourself that my before pictures are real before pictures. And there truly is someone who understands and that person is me. So anyway, I recommend that you sign up for my newsletter, com slash newsletter. That will get you immediate access to my number one, um, or to my best decluttering strategies. Like you will immediately get access to my post, which is on the blog, but it'll be delivered to your email. And you'll get actually go straight there once you sign up of how to declutter without making a bigger mess. That is everybody's number one decluttering frustration, or at least everybody that talks to me that I hear that all the time. So that's a post on how I keep that from happening. And then I will send other posts to you over the next, you know, four or five days after you sign up, that will be specifically major decluttering strategies that I have had to develop to break through big decluttering hurdles for myself. Or jump over because you jump over hurdles, right? You break through barriers, whatever. Anyway, thanks for joining me today. And hopefully I will talk to you next week. And if not, in August, but hopefully next week. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.